week. From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, the last of our baseball preview episodes, and we welcome in to preview the Boston Red Sox, Nick Fouché. Hello, Nick. Good afternoon. Jeremy, how's it going? Good afternoon to you as well. Thank you. See, now you sound more enthusiastic. I, I just... Uh, my problem was I said hello to you on the phone. I didn't say baseball's back because if I had said baseball's back, then you would have sounded exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, you got to put on a show for the listeners. Yes, exactly. You, as a wrestling fan, would know that as much as anyone. Um, I'm going to start this by uh, asking you the exact same thing I asked you last year, first question. Have the Red Sox done anything to make their bullpen better? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, that, uh, Nick? Uh, Nick? Oh, Nick and his bad cell reception in his house. Nick? Yes, I'm here. Yes, whatever you did, don't do it because as soon as I asked the question, you 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 uh, you you uh, dropped out. Hey. All right, so so <laughs> I won't edit this just because for anybody who's listened to any of Nick's appearances in the show in the past, this has become <laughs> a tradition that he like has to sit in one place in his house, or else we've yeah. got. Or, or else we've got problems. So let me ask this again. Did the Red Sox do anything to improve their bullpen for 2020? They did not. Their bullpen is uh, it's very sketchy again, uh, going on for I don't know how many years in a row. Um, the scariest thing I think about this year's bullpen is uh, the lack of starting pitching we have which means there's going to be there's going to be a need for a lot of help uh from the bullpen and i do not feel much uh i don't feel a lot of confidence that that this bullpen is going to be able to get it done with all due respect i have not heard of martin perez ryan weber or brian johnson and if you ask me if those were pitchers um, golfers or basketball players, I would not know what they would fall into. Um, you really have either some great young talents that are about to come on the scene or a lack of depth depth in your rotation. Uh, pretty much, pretty much my thinking of the time rotation is if I was walking uh you know, around Yawkey Way, around Fenway, and uh, someone someone pulled me aside and, and said, hey, what, what are your thoughts on going to pitch tonight? You know, I'll give you a jersey, maybe we'll give you a couple couple bucks, and uh, if I went out and, and threw, I, I think we'd have probably the same chance as any one of those uh, guys that you just named coming out. And the guy you're supposed to have being your ace, Eduardo Rodriguez, tested positive for COVID. So he's out until whenever he tests negative enough to come back. So it's Nathan Avaldi and then 
a fall off. Are are you saying something and cut out, or was that just you laughing and then? Uh, laughing. Oh, okay. Cardo said he sounds like a hundred year old man um, having COVID. It is very scary. Uh, to think that one player, um, and then next thing you know, it's like the fact that he's on team. Nick? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is hilarious. You've not only broken up, you're now in, like, slow motion. So clearly, wh- wherever you're leaning or sitting, uh, now it's gone from cutting out to being in super slow motion. Maybe it is. And, uh, and, and I'm wondering if this is an omen for the Red Sox pitching staff that they're gonna slow, <laughs> that, that this is just, that, that you're gonna need to score 10 runs a night because, um, It'll be like all the pitching uh, uh, pitches your uh, the opposing hitters are seeing are 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 uh, you know uh, uh, coming through uh, slow motion. It's like a Tim Wakefield knuckleball, except it's not a knuckleball. It's just in the middle of the plate every night. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite the adventure. Uh, every start that one of these guys make. Um, you were perfect for about five seconds, so I don't know what you're doing, but go back to the previous position. I'm back in that position. Don't move the rest of the podcast. All right. Um, the only person I really have confidence in uh, right now is Eduardo Rodriguez, and the guy has COVID. Um, Evaldi... I think can you know he's kind of like he can catch lightning in a bottle and 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 do well. The other guys, I think it's just going to be just a hodgepodge, throw it together, pray they get five six innings, and pray the bullpen can come in and and make some stops. Um, but you're right, the Red Sox lineup is really going to have to step up. I do feel confident about their lineup this year. I like what they have. Um, they obviously have a gaping hole at the front of their lineup, uh, you know, with Mookie Betts being gone, but they do have some really good bats in that lineup that can pick up the slack. Um, they still have two of what I think arguably are two of the better hitters in baseball, um, and J.D. Martinez and, and Raphael Devers. So I think they're going to be okay in that regard. Um, but when it comes to the pitching, I mean, you just, you're going to have to pray. I mean, I'm, it, thank God it's a 60 game season because it's basically a sprint. Um, and I think any team can get hot, any team can get lucky. And the Red Sox are going to have to be a little lucky this season. Uh, that they will. By the way, when doing research for this podcast, uh, I realized that Dustin Pedroia has not retired yet. Um, <laughs> I thought he would have. He hasn't played in a game in, in seemingly forever. He's still hurt, still banged up with a knee injury. He is so beloved in Boston, um, you know, alongside the Pedros and, and, and the big poppies of the world. Um, 
is this it? Is this a David Wright situation building here with uh, with uh, uh, Pedroia where they kind of figure out a way for him to sail off into the sunset and maybe plays one last game or whatever it is just to kind of be able to say that he went out a player instead of on the bench injured? I, uh, I think about like a month ago, um, I think I was online and I think I Googled to see if Dustin Pedroia was actually still alive <laughs> um, because we have not heard or seen uh, him in, in a while. I do think this is it. Um, he is signed through next season, um, but this, this injury has just nagged him uh, for years to the point where I don't think he's going to play anymore. Um, I don't see him playing at all this year. I think maybe next year will be his kind of farewell, uh, you know, end the contract maybe get in for uh, a couple games. I don't know how much he's going to contribute to the team. I know the team loves him. They love you know him in the clubhouse. He's, he's a, definitely a leader for them in the clubhouse, so I know they like having him around. But as far as playing goes, uh, not much service to the team, and I don't see that improving as we move forward. Uh, Nick Fouché is with us to talk about the Red Sox as we preview the 2020 baseball season. One last thing pitching-wise, Brandon Workman's your closer. You guys have had problems trying to figure out closers in the last couple of years. Do you have any confidence that Workman from game one to game 60 can be a consistent closer for you guys? Yeah, I like, I like Workman. Um, Workman kind of filled that, he filled that void last year. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job last year. I think that he's going to be a serviceable closer this year. Um, The whole problem with it is I don't see them getting to that point where he's really going to be closing a lot of games. Um, I think it's going to be just kind of next man up. Uh, whoever's in that bullpen, whoever can come out and try to make a stop, um, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna. We're gonna see many close games with the Red Sox. I think the pitching is gonna be so horrible that they're gonna give up a ton of runs, or the offense is gonna be so good that they're gonna score a lot of runs. Um, so in a 60-game season, I don't know how many of those are gonna be really tight where I'm gonna be. Super worried about uh, Workman out there, but if he's out there to close the door, I feel pretty good uh, he'll be able to get the job done. You've talked about this lineup, which needs to really produce, and you lose Mookie. Just one word on that. Were you disappointed in, in how the Red Sox went about uh, those negotiations and trying to retain him? Uh, I mean, I was definitely, definitely sad. Uh, Mookie is... Uh, He's my favorite player uh, in all of the major leagues. Um, I got a chance to meet him one time. He was super nice. And I just, I love his game. I I just think, you know, he's not a big guy, uh, but he plays with a lot of heart. And he's just fantastic, great hitter, great fielder. Um, You know, he's got a good arm out there. And and, and right field is a really tough uh, position to play in Fenway Park, and, and he did it really well. Um, he's the perfect guy in the lineup. You know, he could hit leadoff, 
he also he hit like he was a cleanup hitter. Um, the way everything was handled, I was I was definitely disappointed um, that they didn't bring him back. But I know that he, you know, he's he's asking for a lot and a lot and a lot of money. Um, I know when his contract expires next season, uh, he he wants Trout money. Um, I don't think that he's necessarily worth Trout money. I mean, if he he's sec, I would say he's close, probably second in the league as far as if you're gonna as far as highest paid goes. I would imagine that he would be up there. Um, but that's just that's a lot of money to give to one guy, and I know that's what he's going to be asking for. I think the Red Sox did the right thing in trading him, unfortunately, and in, in getting uh, you know getting players for him as opposed to just letting him walk next season. Uh, with the 60-game season and this rotation, I don't think uh, having Mookie Betts on the team um, you know, guarantees them a playoff spot necessarily. So um, I think they did kind of what they had to do. I would love to see them revisit Mookie Betts um, at the end of the season uh, and see if they can ink a deal with him. Um, I don't know, maybe get some type of hometown discount. Uh, but I don't see it happening. I think he's just going to go to the highest bidder because he does deserve to be paid. Um, how much? I don't know. Not really liberty to, to make that judgment. Um, but he's definitely looking for uh, a lot of money that I don't think the Red Sox are going to be able to give him. Nick, Nick Fouché trying to very carefully uh, ins- uh, uh, make clear that he is not a general manager or a <laughs> contract guy and does not negotiate those things. Um, I, I wish I was. I know. You would be able to get a lot of the players you wanted and figure out how to do it and make it all work. Sometimes the people... Sometimes... Um, so, sometimes fans actually do have good ideas. Um, it doesn't always happen. They, but some- they do. They do sometimes. Yes. Um, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to to make judgments and decisions from the couch. Yes. Um, but you know, when um, it's not your money, and when you're not dealing with you know money and in an entire city of fans and a and an entire franchise sitting on your shoulders, it's pretty easy to to make judgments. Yes, exactly. Like, why do we need to protect John Smith from the Rule 5 draft? You know, that that's something right. that somebody, you know, a fan would not realize. But as a GM or director of baseball ops, you realize we need to do this to, for that and all that stuff down the line. Uh, we've talked about the offense from Mitch Moreland and Chavis and Devers and Benintendi and Xander and Jackie and J.D. Martinez. That's the core of the lineup that I believe has to collectively hit somewhere around 280, um, average maybe 15, 20 homers each. Because I don't know with, 100, uh, with, with a 60-game season versus 162 what the numbers will be for these guys. Maybe 50, 60 RBIs each. That's my 
guess is that those guys collectively are going to have to do somewhere between 280 and 300 and hope that that's enough to overcome some of the issues your rotation is going to present. Yeah, they... The thing is, with the 60-game season, you can't... Not one player, really, on, on any team can afford to have a slump. Um, you know, you, you slump. Most, a lot of guys, they'll slump for two, three weeks, maybe a month, and that that's already half your season. Um, so they can't afford to do that, especially with the pitching. Um, like I said, I think there's, I think the lineup's good enough that they'll keep them in a lot of games, um, if not hopefully take over uh, some of those games. Uh, between Ben and Tendi, Devers, uh, Martinez, uh, and, and Xander Bogart, I mean, that's, those are four really good hitters right there. Um, so I think they'll be able to, as long as they're staying hot and perform like they usually do, they'll be able to keep them around. Um, JBJ, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is a really interesting player. Um, he can either, I've seen the guy have a 20-plus game hitting streak and hit 400 over that span. And I've also seen him go hitless for that long and hit sub-200. Um, so he's one I'm kind of watching this year as if, uh, you know, hoping that he can be a bright spot if he gets on those one of those really hot streaks. But as far as the core of the lineup goes, um, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, but again, 60 games is kind of a sprint. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna face a lot of good pitching um, with their schedule. You know they got to go through the Mets. They got to go through the Yankees. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna face some good pitching staff. Um, it's just a matter of whether the the starting rotation and the bullpen somehow patch together. Um, we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see how. Uh, Alex Verdugo, who came over in the in the Mookie Betts trade, um, he's going to be out in right field, and I feel so bad. But like I, 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 it's like Cam Newton, you know, or Jared Stidham with the Patriots. He's going to, you know, they're filling in for Tom Brady, and Verdugo's filling in for Mookie Betts. That's a giant parish boost to fill. Um, so I'm interested to see how he takes it inside of the. Of this year. Uh, uh, did you listen to my other two podcasts without me knowing? Because you literally read my mind of what my next two questions were going to be. So um, that was well done by you. And and yeah, I mean, uh, Didi Gregorius was was talking about this recently. That you know he was the guy who had to replace Derek Jeter, and there is no replacing Derek Jeter. Um, but just one of those things that, that he eventually came into his own and was his own player and, and was everything the Yankees could ask for um, for a shortstop. So, yeah, it's a weird world. Um, let, let's talk about this because normally when you have a regular schedule, and, and, and we're talking to Nick Fouché here on Teeing It Up about 
the Red Sox and the 2020 season, you can kind of pinpoint, okay, these are the games that we should be able to win. And then you look at the schedule and, and it's like, God, how do we lose all these games to the Twins or whoever, you know, or, or the Orioles or whatever. It's like you look back on it and, and those are the games that you circle. For a lot of people, um, especially in the, in the National League, there are games against the Marlins were the games that they would circle. Well, now it's only East facing the East, both um, leagues. So when you look at AL East, NL East, and you look at the powerhouse pitching that is in the National League East with Scherzer and Strasburg and Wheeler and DeGrom and, you know, uh, Matz and Porcello, your former guy, and... You look at everything that everybody in that division is going to throw at you. Marcus Stroman, who you, who you got to know well um, when he was with Toronto. It's an interesting situation for the Red Sox because, in theory, you, you'd be want to be playing against weaker um, pitchers because that's where your lineup could feast. Yet, in theory, you're going to get some of the best of the best night after night after night. So, where's your head at when it comes to the schedule? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty terrifying knowing that it's like series after series. They're just going to be walking into, uh, you know, a buzzsaw of pitching. Uh, The guys you just mentioned, you know, a lot of those guys you can make cases for. Um, for being Cy Young winners. Some of them have already won a Cy Young. Um, so it's, it's scary to think that every series you're just up against these guys. And, and a lot of the time, I mean, with this schedule, you're going to be seeing these aces. Um, I don't think there's not going to be a lot of games where the Red Sox, or a lot of series where the Red Sox are going to be able to, to avoid uh, seeing some of those pitching uh, or some of those pitchers, so it is uh, pretty scary to think about how they're going to do against them. Um, you know, I'm thinking about uh, you know facing like a Degrom or facing a Scherzer or facing a Garrett Cole, and it's like these guys are going to most likely limit you to a couple runs, um, if that. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking of the Red Sox rotation, and, and I'm just laughing at the idea of them holding, you know, a Yankees lineup or, a, you know, or a Braves or a Nationals lineup, even the Mets, uh, you know, one or two runs against these guys. So, unfortunately, I do think uh, we're going to see a bunch of losses uh, this year in a 60-game Series. Um, I was trying to think, or 60 game season, I was trying to think of what I would want to project uh, their record to be this year. I do think they're probably going to hover around 500. I can see like a 35 25. The key is they're going to have to beat up on, on the Orioles. They're going to have to beat up on the Blue Jays. They're going to have to beat the Rays. But who's to say that's going to happen? You know, they're going to have to beat the Phillies. But, you know, there's no guarantee that any of that uh, ends up happening. So 
I am worried, definitely worried about their schedule and, and the pitching they're going to face for sure. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see where this falls and uh, what what we wind up uh, getting in terms of the ability um, you know because if one if one pitcher gets hurt then it completely changes the situation if you don't have to face a Garrett Cole or if you don't have to face a Steven Strasburg then that's a game you can possibly win I think there's so many unknowns when it comes to this whether it's the virus whether it's what's going to happen here um, that I really think that it's going to be a, a very interesting um, way of trying to figure out what's going to happen here. Um, and there, there could be a lot of moving parts. By the way, you guys are basically a 500 team uh, looking at the over-unders in Vegas. Um, so... Nice job on that one. Looks that's, like you. That's, that's basically basically my guess. You know, I feel like if they can beat the teams that they should beat, um, and then you know steal a couple from from the others. But for that, I mean, as you were mentioning, there is really no guarantee this season. I think this is one of the hardest season probably ever uh, in the history of the game that you know one can try to predict what's going to happen. Um, who, I mean, for all we know, the season could end a week or two in. You know, there could be a widespread of, of corona, and they, you know, what if they have to cancel? What if, uh, you know, uh, what if the virus goes through a team or, a, a, yeah, like you mentioned, like a pitching staff or, you know, an ace gets it or, you know, there's so much up in the air of, of what could happen that it really is anybody's season, which I think is the exciting part about it. Um, you know, as a sports fan, uh, in every sport, I think every everyone who generally follows these sports, I think, has a good idea of who should be at the top, you know, who should be the potential winners. But this year, it's like, you just just get hot, get hot for a month, and you're in the playoffs, and then anything can happen. So anything really can happen um, at that point. Before we close this thing out, um, I believe you posted an Instagram story today about watching Hamilton. Yeah, I I, uh, I watched the first act of Hamilton today. I haven't seen it yet, um, and I saw before lo- like logging on that it was. Like two hours and forty five minutes. Yep. And I got the brain of a attention span of a goldfish. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch the first act and, and watch it in pieces. But so yeah, I watched the first act today. Well, uh, you will enjoy the next act. Uh, that's for sure. But just overall, what did you think? Very good. I mean, things like this, I get really worried about because I feel like they're all so overhyped when everybody's talking about it and like you haven't seen it yet um so i was a little nervous uh going into it um obviously i'm a a big hip-hop fan and it's kind of cool to see 
a Broadway musical that, you know, mainly hip-hop. Um, that's awesome. I think I kind of wish I was more familiar with uh, Alexander Hamilton's life. I, I, have a, I have a friend who's a history teacher, and he's, like, obsessed with Hamilton. And, you know, he studied history and all, and, and he thinks that Alexander Hamilton's fascinating. So for him, it's more out of his mind. Um, but the music is so far great. I'm already hooked on a song that I've listened to probably seven times today. So I'm really enjoying it. But the uh, the rest of it. There's a lot of talent in that show, um, and definitely people that I didn't know existed. So I'll be uh, looking them up in the future. They do other things. I'm very impressed. That's good. Um, I I think you will enjoy um, the, the the second act as, as you progress through the film. Final thing for Nick Fouché on the Boston Red Sox and resuming or, or uh, starting the 2020 uh, baseball season Thursday, Yankees Nationals, 7 p.m. ESPN. A successful season for the Red Sox is what? Oh, um, successful season for me, I would say, I'd say for, I would say for Red Sox fans, a successful season is making the playoffs. For me, I would say it's uh, over 500. I don't feel good about this season. I don't feel good about the division or the rotation. Um, but like you were mentioning, like I mentioned earlier, anything can happen. Uh, so there are going to be some bright spots. I'm looking forward to see how Verdugo does. I'm looking forward to see Devers again. Um, you know, he's been such a great player uh, so far, so young. Um, so I'm looking forward, looking forward to see him take another step forward. So I would say over 500 for me personally. I'd say uh, if I'm speaking for all of Red Sox Nation, uh, playoff will be a success. We shall see how it all shakes out. Nick Fouché, thank you, as always, for coming on Teeing It Up. And hopefully the next time you're on to preview the 2021 uh, Red Sox season. As a Yankee fan, obviously, I, I hope I still get the answer I got today. But for your sake, I, I hope the answer is yes, you improve the bullpen in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they're going to have to put all their resources just into it. Just one, one off season. They're just, that's all they're going to have to do is just kind of bolster that up. But, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, fingers crossed that they, they're able to do something. But I'm excited for the season. I'm just happy baseball is back. I'll take 60 games over zero games. And I'm just really excited to see how all the teams do and and I hope everyone just does it safely and healthy and, and we have a really good season. Amen to that. Nick, thank you for coming on Teeing It Up. You can uh, now move from that position that I have forced you to sit in for the last uh, 29 minutes. Um, and thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Have fun. Talk to you all later.